When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, Adulting Well listeners. This is Pepper, a.k.a. Joshua, a.k.a. Pepper, here to tell you about Anchor. So we used to host our podcast on another service, and we had this show for maybe three or four years at this point. And we got some metrics and things, but we didn't have a lot to do with them. And we recently switched over to Anchor, and what's amazing about it is it has all the metrics for the show, so you can see you know, how many downloads you get and things like that. But it it also lets you engage with the audience uh, in ways that our old service couldn't. So for instance, we can have polls, we can ask listeners to uh, leave us messages and questions and things like that. And we can uh, put them on the air super easily and answer those questions. Just, uh, that's just one example, but there are just a lot of different ways that we can um, engage with you now that we're using Anchor. So uh this is our first ad, and it's for this service that we're using to provide this podcast to you. And I think it's uh, actually a really, really good service. Um, and if you have a podcast, I recommend it. You can download the Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Uh, thanks for uh, pausing with me for a second. Now back to the episode. Hello and welcome to the Adulting Well Podcast. I am your co-host Joshua and I am joined as always by the velvety voiced <laughs> of your co-host Kevin. <laughs> Today our guests, we have two, are uh, Jason Grizzell and Christian Joy, um, both New York-based artists and uh, slash many other things. In Jason's case, musician, uh, actor. Christian is a clothing designer as well and... Um, we're really happy to have the two of you on the show and welcome, welcome, welcome during our Thanks quarantine. Thanks for having us. <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> we were just having an interesting conversation about uh, technology during the quarantine and Jason kind of staying away from the Zoom uh, yeah. during this. What, what's it been like to try to create uh, both of you? And, and I've been uh, to your apartment in the apartment. I know you already have sort of your own studio spaces set up, but how's it been during the, during the shelter in place for the two of you? Um, I feel like we both walk around with headphones on all the time. So <laughs> we're kind of like <laughs> like listening to podcasts or like music or whatever and sort of just doing our own work. So we kind of actually there's been a lot of days where by the end of the day, I'm like, wow, I haven't even talked to him the entire day. You know, we've kind of stopped maybe for lunch or whatever. I but, did give her a kiss, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but like, but like, uh, you know, it, it is sort of this like weird thing. And then another thing that I found what we've been doing is like one of us will sleep on the couch and the other one will sleep in the bed. And oh, I think but I but it's not that we don't get I mean get along. It's just I think it's like this thing of like, oh God, you need some like other space or you know totally you know, just to, Yeah. Well, I, and I, I've I noticed have... that uh in my house, so we, we kind of set up our cor- different corners for our offices. Yeah. And, and we have a similar thing where it kind of feels like I run into her like in the hallway or by the water cooler <laughs> a couple times a day. And then at the end of the day at five o'clock, we like check out and like meet in like neutral territory in the living room. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, and I can I can vouch for the fact that the two of you do indeed get along very well. So uh, <laughs> there's no there's no problem there. I, I It's interesting because I'm kind of have like Taylor was a work from home person already. Right. Um, so I'm basically in her space during the day. Uh, yeah. We have mm. one one office space. So I, I kind of have been relegated for the most part to the kitchen table, which now I'm like, I've kind of found much air and, you know, I know where I'm sitting, but um, <laughs> creative wise, I mean, you two both did a lot of your work from the apartment anyway, in terms of, yeah. uh, you know, music writing and uh, uh, in Christian's case, the clothing design and, and artwork um, and in Jason's case, artwork and collaborating on stuff as well. So, I mean, has much changed in that area for the two of you? 
Well, now my the studio is actually split up so that he's in one kind of one half of the room and I'm in the other half of the room. So um, we're sort of in the in the same room actually when we're doing things. But if he needs to record, you know, I, I'll kind of I'll step out and I'll go work on something else. But a lot of times it's like him in here, like playing. And all I hear is like this bass line, you know, or whatever. And, and I'm like, right. do you need do you need me to get out of here? And he's like, no, it's fine. And then it's like. <laughs> I was gonna ask. I was gonna ask, <laughs> Jason. But you know, it's like you can't hear the rest of the music, so you just hear it. And it's like, <laughs> and then like nothing else. You know? <laughs> I was gonna ask, Jason. Is it hard for you to do vocals and stuff? Do you feel self-conscious with someone else there? Not so much. I mean, a lot of the stuff I've done in the apartment over the years has been with people in the other room. And if you listen closely, say a vocal track, you can hear a sewing machine going in the background or like Christian, oh, that's great. one of her assistants or interns. And like, it's funny, you know, it's like little historical clips uh, nested within a vocal track. Um, but yeah, I mean, she'll give me space if I'm if I need to like have a lot of quiet, or I'll just do it in a time when she's not working in the studio, and it all works out. I mean, it's funny because it's like a like what what y'all are talking about with like the the space and how you kind of organically go into this process of just like you know finding ways of making more space within your space when you're in mm-hmm. it, and uh, it's 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 worked out so far fine and. Um, yeah, I don't know. Everything's... Are you more productive now? Mm, I wouldn't. You know, it's funny because I, in the beginning, I kind of like one of the things that struck me was like, um, in many ways, it's like um, there's not a whole lot of difference um, mm-hmm. in the uh, actual mechanical part of it. Like, you know, working out of the studio at home, if like you're doing a a good amount of work and um the only difference is you can't go meet your friends later or something and well i, I think in some ways the two of you have almost like prepared for this right because you were yeah. Yeah. Doing a lot of your, like yeah. you're, you're like you know everyone else like you know you've got those survivalists out there that are like now you know protesting at, at government offices and capitals with guns huh? and yeah. that are like you yeah know, i know they finally they, get to use all their stuff and yeah, yeah. But, and they're like i don't want to use my stuff i want to be around everybody else you know and, <laughs> and, and then you know two two artists in new york who have been basically like quietly practicing for this their whole adult lives <laughs> yeah you know? yeah um, so i i think um both of you have sort of different stories as to how you got into you know the art that you do the music that you do i know jason um was a was a hardcore kid like me was into punk and and stuff out out here and, and grew up in california and 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 christian you grew up in the midwest um right yeah yeah in iowa yeah mm-hmm. yeah so maybe um you know however you want to do it doesn't matter who starts but maybe just kind of tell a little bit of how you got into alternative scenes and especially you know the artwork and um you know the art the arts that you do i mean they're they're both of you are creative and prolific in really amazing ways, but different mediums. So um, maybe just kind of talk a little bit about how you got into, especially in a small town in Iowa, um, into sort of like, you know, punk music and alternative music, and then ended up in New York. And then maybe Jason can talk about growing up in California and some of the things that he went through to kind of get to where he is. Real quick, I just want to say that that's already a classic punk love story. The East Bay, (laughs) Midwest. (laughs) I was Meet looking for a guy guy like him all my life. My friend yeah. had a boyfriend in uh, high school that was weird. And I was like so jealous of him. I was like, this is the weirdest boyfriend. Why can't I have one? So now I finally mm. found my, my weird boyfriend. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, yeah. So I grew up in, in Marion, Iowa. And it's like sort of this small town outside of Cedar Rapids, which is like a uh, the bigger city in Iowa. And um, I was actually like an athlete for a long time. And then, um, like I ran cross country and, and track and played basketball and stuff. And then probably around my junior year, I, (laughs) 
Okay, guys, brace yourself. I got into U2. I was like super into U2. Oh, yeah. Because that was, what year was that? Was that when, uh, like, Sunday, Bloody Sunday era? This is a little, this is probably like when Joshua Tree came out, actually. Because I, yeah. So, so I was like super into U2. And, and actually, that kind of led me into like a lot of other bands, you know, like Depeche Mode. And I was really into Psychedelic Furs and like, you know, bands like that. And so, yeah, for sure. Um, so, and I think that kind of, kind of pushed me so then once once you know i started to get into like music and art and stuff like that i I quit wanting to be an athlete and i didn't i didn't want to do it anymore so i kind of stopped but that's uh, every parent's nightmare <laughs> I know. Well, I my parents were more kind of like oh christian joy we just want you to grow up and get married and have children so you know i think they were probably <laughs> you know fine with either but um yeah. So, and then I just remember kind of always having this dream, even when I was younger, I kind of had this feeling of like, oh, I know I'm going to go to New York someday and I'm going to do something really cool, you know? And so, um, yeah, so for some, whatever reason, you know, cause we never really traveled even when I was a kid is I always had my kind of this idea in my head of like, that I had to go here, be here. And, you know, cause something really extraordinary was going to happen. And, um, yeah. And so I'm, ended up finally moving here in like 1998 I had lived in Chicago for a while before that and um yeah just sort of things kind of probably took off around you know 2000 um sometime around that time I had started to I I didn't go to school so I I went to school for like a year in in Chicago for photography and then I just kind of wasn't into it and so I I moved here and I started to have all these ideas for making clothes and they're all more these conceptual ideas and so a friend of mine was like, well, you should just do it. So I started to kind of like play around with like redoing old clothes because that was sort of a thing that was kind of happening here at that time. How did you learn how to do the, do that? Like do all the cuts and like do all that stuff? I just kind of taught myself. So I just, you know, I would, I would get clothes. Like I read things about like designers, like buying clothes and then taking them apart and, you know, doing things like that. So I thought, well, I'll just try it. So I started to do it and, and I had made some t-shirts and a, a friend of mine wore, wore one and then a store asked for some. And, and, um, so I made it for the store and they sold out. And then the woman, That's so cool. Yeah, it was really cool. And then the woman who was that the, a big day for you? I mean, yeah, it was, it was kind of like that thing where you're like, oh, wow, you know, I can, I can do this, you know, like, I mean, yeah. yeah, it felt good. So, and you know, they were really ugly. <laughs> you know, they were. I mean, looking back, I'm like, wow, that is the ugliest shirt I've ever seen. But, um, and then the store owner, um, Erica Lively, she kept encouraging me to make more stuff. So I started making these prom dresses, and because I lived next to a Salvation Army, so I would go to the Salvation Army and buy all these old prom dresses, and then I would kind of like cut them up and paint them and and like were they like punk rock punk like what what did they look like they well like one was called like the carry dress and it had like this bodice that was like a bodice you know it's like the the top of the dress that was covered to look like it's painted in blood and like that's so cool (laughs) yeah yeah and uh (laughs) and then somehow that dress ended up like in this full page of this magazine like this kind of high-end fashion magazine i was like wow totally so weird so, um, and then of course, you had a knack for it. I mean, yeah. obviously you're being encouraged <laughs> yeah. uh, by everybody to keep yeah. doing this. Yeah. Yeah. The universe is definitely like leading me. So, um, but at the same time I was working, uh, for this designer in the East village called Daryl Kay. And, you know, I would sit in her store all day and it was sort of this, this hangout spot. So a lot of, um, a lot of people, women, I be, actually became very good friends with. I had met there. And of course, one of the uh, women that I met there was Karen O of the IAS. And she uh, would come in even before, you know, she had the band or I was even doing my thing. So we kind of knew each other. And one day she came in with their first, you know, EP and she was like, Hey, you gotta listen to this. And I was like, Oh, this is going to suck. No, <laughs> you know, I was like, this is like <laughs> crappy. And I turned it on. And I was like, wow. I was like, my mind was blown. But then it was like, I think it was like, maybe like, it all happened at sort of at the same time, but she happened to come in one day and I had some of the prom dresses sitting there and she said, Hey, can you make me one of those for one of my shows? And I was like, yeah. And it was this, it was this dress called the teenage car crash dress. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, it like you had just been in a car crash, you know, your dress was all, all bloody and like. What percentage had blood 
all of them. <laughs> That's a theme, right? <laughs> yeah, there was actually quite a few. I mean, yeah, I think that was definitely a theme. Well, but, and um, and super appropriate name for the early AAS stuff in their shows, right? I yeah, mean, totally. I mean, she her live performance, especially then, was pretty. It was it uh, could be a car crash at times. Oh my god, it was insane. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so she was like, "Can you make this dress?" And so I made it this really. I had to make it in like one night, and it was like this really atrocious like blue prom dress that I slashed up and added plastic flowers to, and like, and uh, it said "Yeah, yeah" all over it, and like really like stenciled paint. And she wore it on stage um, at this place called the Cooler. And um, I just remember seeing her on stage for the first time and like being like, oh my God, it was like, it was like that thing that I had, you know, always thought was going to happen, you know, in my mind when I was a kid, like, oh, oh I have man. to move to New York, you know, this thing's going to happen. And it was like, all of it just started happening, like right in front of my face. And I was like, it was just like, totally, you know. Did that so resonate like, with you at the time? Were you able to appreciate like, oh, this is the thing that I wanted since I was a kid? No, it, I knew it immediately. Like I knew it yeah. wow. immediately. And I, and I, I remember just watching them and seeing her face on the covers like of magazines just immediately, like as soon yep. as they kind of were like started playing. And so, and then it kind of all just, you know, then they, of course, you know, started to get a lot of press and, and just blew up. And then by default, I became, you know, kind of her costume designer. So that's how that all happened. That's amazing. So Jason, yeah. what was your uh, entrance into your your artistry and especially the early days the punk days how did you how did you kind of enter this crazy world man it was just like it was kind of an organic process really you know it's like growing up uh you know suburban california uh skate and surf culture which kind of like blended with with punk punk scene and kind of everything that went along with it. And I, I don't know, I've always had like a very like, um, I don't know what the Where word. were you in the suburbs? Um, I was kind of, I moved around a lot, but I went to high school in Palo Alto, but, um, you know, moved around like the bear, like mostly the peninsula. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, and then, you know, for a short period, you know, up, up in the North area, uh, you know, um, those, these were really very brief periods because I was moving around a lot, you know, a lot of different, uh, I had a very like, um, loving atomized family, you know, it's like, we were all doing the best we could. And like, you know, I was very lucky, you know, in, in the sense that, um, it was unorthodox, but it was like very, very loving. I've, I've had like, um, you know, a lucky situation with that. And, um, was there music in the household growing up? Oh yeah, totally. I mean, um, Interesting. you know, all different kinds, you know, that's like the thing that's kind of like continued, like, even like when I was, um, growing up and like super into going to punk shows and like, you know, um, participating in that, um, I was still would be, you know, into stuff that was like a real broad range of stuff. Um, so how would you find new stuff when you were young? Wow, that's a good question. I mean, part of it was just, you know, your gangs of friends and like your uh-huh. your clique and um and uh what was that clique? Oh, well, I mean, it kind of, it was kind of broad, you know, in that sense also cuz like I was very much into into skating and surfing um from a very young age and and then Did you look like a skater surfer kid? Mm, not particularly. That's the funny thing is like even like though like for instance I would, um, be into certain things. I wouldn't necessarily, um, kind of like be an identifiable member of a particular group. You wouldn't take on like the whole identity package with it. Because I mean, back in those days, I mean, it was like, it was like the type of thing where like, if you had long hair and you went to like a party with, with punk kids or ska kids or like, you know, just like different subgroups, um, Mm -hmm like you would get into fights and stuff. Like I I remember going, I I went to go see the Smiths in Oakland, like on the meet is murder tour way back in the day. What? And I was, I had like really long hair, you know, (laughs) because I was like, you know, I was like, I just wanted to have long hair and I fucking had it. Um, uh, (laughs) I was walking, I was walking on the floor during the show and like people up in the stands were like screaming at me. It was like this fucking, like, it was just like a, 
the like Smiths. That. The, the smiths yeah, yeah. And, I mean, it was such a fucking like to me like it was such a punk show in the sense that like um the smiths came out they played for like 15 minutes or so and they left the stage all the house lights went on half the audience left then the lights went back down and they played for an hour and a half and i was well, like that, that guy always been rock, like this man. giant asshole he's just <laughs> fucking he's fucking that's punk to me he's just like he's yeah he does whatever the fuck he wants you know? well and like, they weren't they they weren't getting along particularly well at that point so yeah. i'm sure there was like some johnny marr you know morrissey drama and they were like oh fuck it let's just go play the rest of the set <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's great show, by the way but i mean it was just funny just to finish that off is like you know i was like walking along on the floor and people are, get a haircut fuck you you fucking long hair because i was pretty much one of the only people in the place that had long hair everyone else had like the uh new wave cuts or shortcuts yeah that that the smiths were a little bit before my time but this story is blowing my mind that that was the vibe that was the vibe in northern california 100 house parties like me and my brother would go to house parties and we looked kind of like you know we looked like kind of burners um like if you go to a if you go to Uh a, a new wave kind of party or something and like like my brother fucking he got jumped by like eight people and had his ass beat down he came out and his face was all pummeled and he's all fuck these people and he fucking took his car and we get into his car and he fucking like backed into like this row of vespas and just like fucking drove over all of them and like Whoa. you know it's like it w- i mean know. it was like the scene was super like segregated back then. that comes up on this show a lot when you're when you're yeah. talking to like punks that are a little bit yeah. older than me and it just feels like you guys all got beaten up so that I could live in this halcyon age of punk of like the late 80s, early 90s, where we were basically a bunch of hippies and it was all good. Yeah, I mean, yeah, fucking was... the, 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 um, the punk scene, or, I mean, just like whatever scene, you know, like whatever crossovers of scenes you have. Like, I mean, I, in like skating and surfing scenes, like surfing was like a violent culture, like in yeah. Santa Cruz, where I spent a lot mm. of time in Santa Cruz when I was growing up too. Um, and like, I mean, it was like, there's a hardcore locals only culture. Yeah, the red hot chili peppers will beat you up. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, I I got beat up at a lot of shows. I mean, like I probably like, slammed <laughs> it. Yeah, it was it was very it was very different different scene. And but you, I mean, you started playing music early, Jason. I mean, I you know I've seen like you know not not to like this isn't to like out him prod or poke fun or anything but you know i mean you were in bands and you were successful to some degree and but also like early on you were developing a really unique and your own vocal style with you know with you know you're you're a gifted vocalist there's no like that's not like there's no argument to have there and (laughs) no seriously and your your range is amazing and so like being able to like playing keep up with all kinds of different kinds of music is it's pretty rare and it kind of shows what you're talking about like the influence of your parents having a lot of different musics in the house it's yeah you know, it's, yeah <laughs> i mean you draw on it now like the you know a quick little like you know like uh pitch here to go to to jason's instagram if you haven't seen him doing his like stay at home stuff but it's it's mm-hmm. fast friends on instagram and he's doing these covers of like you know just amazing songs that he loves and that you know it's they're just beautiful and it's so nice to hear your voice in such a raw setting after you know seeing some of the like the more sort of like big music shows with a lot of background stuff that you guys were doing in bubbles so Mm. it's nice to see it stripped down um you know so little plug you know gotta get the plug in (laughs) check out the stuff it's beautiful um so you know i think it's amazing that the two of you live together i've been to your house and you're like you know it's it's not a huge apartment it's you know and you're always hospitable which i love i mean where there's it's like you guys it feels very homey there but that you two have been able to create continuously and you've been together for how long now oh 14 years 14 yeah. years we'll be married married 14 years in in august that's and incredible 15, we've been mm-hmm. together 15 years it's hard to believe that it was that long yeah. I know. <laughs> um, so why don't you talk a little bit about how the two of you met? Because you met like through sort of the art scene as well, right? No, no. We met. <laughs> we met through a friend of ours. Um, ah. I guess she. He, well, you tell the story. Well, um, yeah. I, is this awkward? I mean, no, no, no. It's really cute. <laughs> In actually. a way, it's like a mutual friend of Christian and I's. Um, 
um, a woman, Tina Shula. She's she is she is an artist. Um, she's a filmmaker and musician and photographer. Um, she and I would uh, when I when I first moved to New York, um, I didn't really know many people, and I was looking for people to collaborate and do music with. So I would literally just approach people on the street that I thought you know looked looked interesting visually and like. I would just approach them and ask them if they played music in one way or another. And I saw Tina on the, on the subway platform late at night one night and I approached her. She probably thought I was trying to hit on her. And like, I, I, uh, I, um, you know, asked her if she played music, but we would meet up all the time. We became friends. Um, we would meet up and have tea and just talk about film, you know, and books and like all this stuff. And, 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 She's all yes. I have to go meet my. She's she's also from Austria, and she's like yes. I'm going to meet my friend Christian Joy, and I was all Christian Joy. That sounds interesting. Who's Christian Joy? And she's all she's a designer, and I was all oh. So I went online and looked her up on the internet, and um, and I saw a picture of her, and I was like, Ooh, I want to I want to know Christian Joy. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and so, yeah, uh, uh, not too long after that, um you know, Tina arranged a meeting between us and I had already, you know, you know, I grew up, you know, partially in the Silicon Valley. So, you know, I'm, I was an early adopter of internet research and I researched her quite soon. <laughs> Back then it would be considered stalking, but you know, um, now it's like per- perfectly normal. Um, and I like, <laughs> I, um, I you were just her. normalizing it, Jason. Exactly. You know, it wasn't was like, stalking. You were working it to change society. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Getting it to the great place we're at now. Um, uh, the, the, no, but the thing is, is like, uh, so we met at this bar here in Brooklyn called Daddy's and uh, Christian's like sitting across from me. And then basically everyone leaves the table and leaves me with Christian. And I was like, I was all shit. This is like one of the few times that maybe if ever I've been set up like this. And like, I tried, I try and ask her all these questions that I already knew the answers to, you know, and it was like very... Kind he of. just kept looking at me. He'd ask me a question that I'd answer. And I, by the way, like right before I met, I met him at the bar. I'd been with another friend just on this like rampage of man hating. <laughs> like, like, bad, bad dates that I'd been on, and I was just like, so I met him, and I and I thought I looked at him, and I was like, who who is this guy? You know, like, and uh, so he starts asking me all these questions, but then he would go, <laughs> and then he'd, like laugh, and then I was like. So I was kind of like, this guy's kind of weird, but he's kind of interesting. Like he had, he had on like just like a white t-shirt and jeans, which I had never really seen anybody in besides my it's a very dad. Western look, yeah. For New York before City. before yes. my dad, besides my dad. So I was like, oh, this guy's like really strange. But then I kind of was like, oh, whatever, you know. And then I laughed and and I said to him because Karen and I, Karen o and I, are, well, we always say, hey, what's up, dude, to each other. So he's leaving, and I was like see you later, dude. And he goes, and he thought that I was like, see you later, dickhead. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I thought that was like the most, like I was, I told Tina, I was like, wow, that was the most like bombed out situation I've ever been in. (laughs) Jesus Christ. She's all, see you later, dude. (laughs) Jesus Christ. How that sounds to somebody who grows up in California. Yeah, (laughs) totally. Totally different. I love that you guys are so in love that uh, she's openly mocked your voice twice now. On this show. Yeah. Well, so I will say on, on from an outsider's perspective, I actually had already met Christian at this point when they met. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and so and I, I will also say working with Christian, Jason mentioned interns and uh, some of her, you know, her workers before you always feel a little bit like an intern. I mean, there's no, she's got like such her, like you're going to do basically her bidding in some form or another. It's not mean and it's not like, there's no like talking down to, but I remember trying to print fabric strips for you, not, and it wasn't like, we didn't have like a a tabletop printer. We had to like print them in pieces on regular size pallets. And my brother and I in the shop until like three in the morning trying to like figure this thing out because we had to send these giant rolled fabric strips to her so she could make costumes out of them. And um, so you always feel a little bit like you're learning something. I mean, that's kind of like the the point of the moral of the story. 
Um, and I know Jason's experienced this too. So, hey, you know what? That's going to this very day. Actually, I'm learning. I'm gonna yeah. uh, probably very soon after we get off uh, this call here. Like, I'm gonna be getting on the Juki industrial machine for my maiden yep. voyage on it. So, wish me yeah, What is that? It's a it's an industrial sewing machine. Hopefully, I won't uh, sew my my uh, fingers to the mask. <laughs> so <laughs> that's usually so, um, how I learn. So. so I just, we, so we were in, we were, we were in Brooklyn. Um, I don't even know what we were there for, but it was right around the time the two of you met. And I just, we, we went to coffee with Christian at one of those, like, like sort of pseudo health food places in Williamsburg. Um, you know, that was like, there was like thousands of them. Basically you'd go in and they'd have like fake meat sandwich and, you know, coffee and whatever. But um, we, I just remember Carrie and I sitting there and Christian's like, I met this guy. <laughs> like he's so interesting and he's not like anyone I've ever met. And at, at the time, like Carrie was like being like protective brother guy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Jason <laughs> also was worried that Carrie was like, I remember at one point Jason was like, who are these guys you're hanging around with? Yeah, totally. So there was <laughs> like this Carrie thing. And Kevin, I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. And then, but then we all met and I'm like, I, I was like, I remember thinking, and I think I even said it to Carrie and maybe to Christian, I'm like, I love him. <laughs> it's like so endearing immediately. Like there's just like, and it's kind of hard to explain over, you know, over voice call here, but you know, I just like, I've always felt like there's like the, the family part of it where, you know, you just like have this like mutual respect and, you know, and I like from a, from a, from a huge music stand. Uh, standpoint to huge music fan standpoint it's it's hard not to love the the products that you both have been involved in you know and one of the collaborations which was not I don't know that it was purposeful in terms of like but you both brought your art to um, Karen's project uh, a few a few years back and um, so just to kind of, you know, they, they, uh, they did, Jason played with the orchestra, the live music for Stop the Virgins and Christian, um, did all of the costume work on the show. Um, what was it like for the two of you to do something a little different? Cause that's, I mean, that's, to me, that's different than doing just a, cause you're doing the same performance, Jason, and you're on your side every night. And Christian, I mean, this is a little different than designing for one person. Cause you're now you're dealing with a crew of people. Yeah. Um, so yeah. What, what's that, what was that experience like for each of you? Cause it's also, it was a really interesting show as well. Yeah. Um, so stop the virgins was of course, Karen O's uh, rock opera, psycho, psycho opera that she put together and it played at St. Anne's warehouse here in New York and as well at the Sydney opera house. But um, I was a costume designer on it and they actually uh, paired me with a costume designer who had done, brought you know shows like you know theater oh, before nice. so I was working with someone who could kind of show me the ropes a little bit because I didn't know a lot of like you know like how things had to like you know it's, it'd be like doing a film you know where you have to have to have continuity to it or you know you have to have more than one piece or you know all these different things so it was like I they gave me someone and so we actually had a lot of stuff made um you know by different costume houses which is you know, before, like most of the time I make everything here. So, right. you know, it was like meeting with like, you know, you know, sewers and, and just people who were like, actually like creating these pieces for me. So it was, I mean, it was a huge undertaking. I, I really enjoyed it. I had so much fun on it and, you know. Was it hard I mean, to let go of that control and just trust it, that the vision would get made correctly? No. I mean, I kind of, you know, because you basically you go in and you check on it and you see, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of the one thing that I did have a hard time with was I could see that the person who was kind of working with me didn't have the same vision as I did. So it mm -hmm. was sort of like trying to kind of like barrel through, you know, against her. Because I mean, I, I can imagine for her, it must have been like, oh, great. Here, I'm supposed to like assist this person, you know, when I'm already right. doing this myself, you know. And so um so there was a lot of moments where I would kind of get really frustrated with that situation, you know, just, just feeling like, oh, they're not seeing my vision here and, and, you know, they're kind of playing it down. So it was like having to kind of jump over the top of that and be like, no, you know, this is what we're going to have to do. And, you know, this is what I want. And I mean, there was definitely times where I was just extremely frustrated by, by the whole thing, but it turned out really well. And it, you know, it looked really beautiful and, you know, I think ultimately, you know, it, it was great. You know, I think it was just something 
different from what they had maybe worked on before. So. What do you do when you're frustrated to get out of that spinning state? Um, I mean, I think I cried. <laughs> I <laughs> okay. Like, I was just like, really? I mean, I just kind of, I think I guess you, that question only is for people that don't cry. I think. Yeah, no, I, 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 I mean, I didn't cry in front of her, you know, but I kind of just was like, you know, I just kind of, I think it's just that thing where you keep going, you know what I'm saying? You're yeah. sort of like, yeah, yeah, really yeah. So mad. you're kind of frustrated. so mad, but you just kind of keep walking through it, you know, and you're like, well, whatever, fuck, you know, yeah, I don't yeah. care that this is not your vision. This is my vision. So, you know, I think that's basically kind of how I dealt with it. Well, and I think like, you know, to put it in the, the, the scene, the scenes, the sort of like the, the costumes were pretty epic. Like there's, Thanks. I think there's one scene in it where like she's wearing a dress that like kind of overtakes a bunch of other people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, it looks like one giant, basically like almost like bed of dress with people in it. It's like, yeah. it's, I mean, it was the hell of an undertaking. It's not, these weren't like people were just wearing like, a t-shirt and you know a dress or something or a skirt i mean this is these were like incredibly intricate costumes um and you'd worked with karen a long time at that point so i'm sure that she had sort of an expectation that it was going to be your style as well right yeah and and then you know also i and one other thing that I, that comes to mind is that i had to work with the creative director or you know the of the whole show uh kk barrett who is also works a lot with spike jones and I would that was for me was a little bit of a of a challenge as well, you know, because it's like before it was all my vision, you know, so it was like right. this is what I'm going to do, and then you know they'd kind of be like, you can't do this, and I was like, what, <laughs> you know, you have to do it this way, and I'm like, you know, where before it's like, you know, with Karen for many many years, it was always kind of like, oh, you know. I would just basically show up with, you know, a dress right before the show and give it to her and she'd just wear it on stage, you know? So, so it was definitely more of like me kind of have to like, you know, um, follow somebody else's rules a little bit, (laughs) which, yeah. Well, and then Jason, what was it like to play in the orchestra for that? Because you, you played, you all went, you went overseas too with that, with that. Yeah. 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 I mean, I came in kind of like laid into the process too, because, um, you know, there's, a couple of people who are going to be involved with it in the beginning, um, Craig Fox from Greenhorns and then Kim Deal was going to be in it as well. And they both had to pull out and I kind of like um, was able to like slot in and fill, fill the, the gap for that. And so it was like, it was a really, it was a fun process. Like I was able to, you know, play guitar, bass and do vocals. I did a duet with Karen. And um, so, I mean, on the, on the level of, um, jumping in musically it was definitely a really nice process and everyone in the band was really awesome nice as well the orchestra the- yeah. how was the tour overseas oh it was good i mean we we actually <laughs> we actually had it was like a little funny thing because christian had an art show in, in tokyo right before we went down to sydney to to uh do the show there so we beat everybody on the jet lag we showed up like everyone's like jet lagged australia jet lag and we show up and we're like hey what's up everyone <laughs> <laughs> we flew up from tokyo with like one hour time difference and everyone else yeah. is off <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was it was cool you know we like we worked out at australian broadcasting corporation uh, uh, nice abc studios and and did rehearsals there and then just went down to the, the opera house and Hung out. It was like so. To be clear, what opera house was that that you played in? A Sydney Opera House. <laughs> so, no big deal, you know. No, no nothing iconic there at all. I know it's pretty epic. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what an amazing experience, and the fact that you got to go and just do that, like you know, it's, yeah, it's got to yeah. be like. I mean, that's that's like one of those things that you're that you're like talking about on the on the porch when you're like you know seventy five or eighty. It's like oh, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, it's, and it must be fun for you to both to kind of like see each other's artistry in action all in one place, you know? Yeah. I mean, for me, I just swoon over him on uh-huh. stage. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm like I, you know, I'm like in the front row, I, I, you know, it used to be like that, oh, cool girls hanging out in the back. And then yeah, right. I, I have to say one time uh, I was at a liars show and I remember Karen was dating Angus from the liars. And she just went up and like started going crazy and ripped like a speaker off the ground, off the the stage. It fell on her. And I was like, 
wow, that's amazing. I mean, I can yeah. go up and stand in the front row and like watch my boyfriend like that. So after that, I was like, I'm always in the front row. I don't care. <laughs> like, that's I'm amazing. Like, that's, that's the coolest <laughs> thing ever. Like no more, no more trying to be cool hanging in the back. So I just stand totally. in the front row and scream my head off. Basically, Why not? Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. I mean, I, you know, I, I've, uh, I, I, you know, I, I've, I've, uh, I've definitely been to a bunch of shows where I'm like friends with the bands and I'm like, God, I feel really a little embarrassed, but I love their music. So I'm just going to go for it. You know, yeah. life's too and, short. Uh, to why him. not? Yeah. <laughs> I am too short to be in the back. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Um, so um, what's it like to, I mean, Christian, to see these artists that you work with and you work with some amazing people. I mean, obviously Karen's like the one you're kind of most known for, but Childish Gambino and Alabama Shakes. And, you know, I mean, there's a, there's a, and the list goes on and on when they have successes like Alabama Shakes, you know, won awards with one of your, she had one of your dresses on, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how yeah. does that feel as, as a, as a designer to ha- see that happen for the, for these bands? And I know you have pretty intimate relationships with these people too. It's not like you're just kind of like, Oh, who are like, you get to know them so that you can really design for them and their personality. Yeah. 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 You know, it's always just, I mean, it's exciting. It's nerve wracking <laughs> mostly, you know, yeah like watching it happen i mean um yeah it's 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 really exciting it's always really exciting i think I, what's nerve-wracking I, about it just that something's gonna happen to the outfit or <laughs> you know like the dress is gonna fall apart like i remember when karen again karen but it was like on stage uh the academy awards you know when she played yeah. the academy and I remember watching it on TV and like looking at her, you know, trying to like look at her dress and make sure everything was sitting at the right, you know, and, and doing everything right. You know, and they sort of swoop in with the camera and it's just, it's kind of surreal. You know, I think my family gets really excited about it, you know, cause they're I'm like, sure they do. You know, but like, I think, um, yeah, it's like really exciting, but then it's sort of kind of like, okay, you know, <laughs> <I don't> know. <laughs> well, like- your, your, your friends get excited about it too. I mean, when Karen was on the Academy Awards and, it was really also nice to see you design and her wear something that was less sort of like her as a front person yeah. wear, but more as like part of like a really more like richly cultural event in terms of like history in the U.S. And she was, yeah. I mean, she looked like she was wearing like an evening gown versus like yeah. the yeah. Kind of wild costumes that you make for her for her the live performances and it, it was it was really you know it was kind of touching in a way it's like oh my god she's on stage wearing a christian joy dress like that is so all these people are wearing like you know basically like stuff that had been loaned to them so that they could yeah. like the designer's name would get out there and there she is like staying true to the to like the you know to her and loyal to her longtime designer and it just was like yeah. all right you know yeah, yeah yeah it was actually it was really sweet i remember there was like something even in written in Rolling Stone about it, like how um, they thought it was just like so sweet and really nice as well. And I was like, wow, that's really magical, you know, to have that be able to happen and, you know, to have someone that's, you know, on your side like that, you know, always. So yeah, it's, it's extraordinary feeling. I mean, it's just, I think it's more extraordinary to, to, for me to just see my friends or see people that I know, like get up there and do things like that, you know, even more than them wearing my outfit, you know, clothes or whatever. It's just like, totally. You know, it's, I mean, to be able to get up in, in front of a, a huge, you know, room of people like that and then like, you know, how ner- nerve wracking it must be. I think it's, I mean, to me, it's like being a rock star, being a musician has to be like the ultimate, you know, job in the world. So it's like, you know, I really admire anybody who's able to do that. Yeah. Well, and you know, it is, it's, it's nice that she stayed true. You know, it just is like a, it's also like a pretty nice compliment to your work. You know, she's yeah, got to do something absolutely. very different for this for this like, you know, very, very intimate performance for like her and a guitar player. Like that's yeah. just crazy. Yeah. Um, but um, so Jason, you, you and I, uh, since we met have like, I've seen a bunch of different performances from you. Mm-hmm. Um, your current project is bubbles. Um, yeah. And I, I would assume based on what I know about the music, you're able to in, talk about your collaborator. Cause I, kn- I know him as well, but I want to hear from you kind of how the two of you met and how this project, you know, came to be because it's also pretty unique it's you know you're really you've got you guys have gone kind of gone your own direction with this and it's 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 i mean live wise it's amazing for two people to put out the energy the two of you do but also the music is just really good 
Awesome. Thanks, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, Alon Levitt, who's who's my partner and collaborator in Bubbles, um, we met um, in downtown New York. Um, it, what's that? Through me. Well, yeah, I was, I, I was going to get to that. <laughs> Give me a shot. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, we met uh, at a place called Peasant where Alon and his wife, Kama, were, were working at the time. Um, and they were friends with Christian for quite a long time. At the, did he used to go to the hole? Yeah. Like that? Yeah. So, you know, Kama and Alon are, you know, they've been in New York downtown uh, pe- people for quite some time yeah. and um, very beloved uh, people. Um, yeah. And uh, <clears throat> anyway, so, yeah, Alon and I just, it was, you know, it was just like a very organic thing. We just started chatting and he told me um, he's very passionate about uh, collecting old old synthesizers and drum machines um, and equipment from from flea markets and such, and we just, we sort of discussed things like that. And then he told me he had this particular uh, uh, '90s vintage rack mounted synth, and he's you know he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be selling it because I have another one. I'm like, oh, really? Oh, cool. Yeah, I'd be really interested in that. And um, and then I just asked him, yeah. You, you must be making music. And he told me, yeah, he told me his background with it, which comes from the, um, you know, he, he really grew up in the rave scene and the hip hop scene in uh, Los Angeles. And, you know, we, 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 we knew some of the same people and, you know, there was definitely some, Oh, really? You know, this person you used to hang out here because I spent a good time in a uh, good amount of time in Los Angeles as well before I moved to New York. And, um, and um, anyways, he sent me a, he sent me a track and, and I was like, "Hey, you want? Do you want me to, um, you know, add to this and you know try and you know bring it bring it out as a song?" And he's like, "Yeah." And so we did that. And um, um, the way the way the songs work with with Alon, he'll send me he'll send me a track he's working on, which is already titled, and I just go with whatever that title is. And that particular track was called Bubbles, and mm-hmm. um, and we made the song and. Uh, we we met in Tompkins Square Park and I showed it to him on my on my phone through the headphones. I'm like, yeah, man, here's the song. It's Bubbles. Let's call the band Bubbles. And then we just started playing shows and you know, here we are all this all these years later. And yeah. you know, we're still working. We've been we've been putting out some tracks during the quarantine. We have a we have a SoundCloud quarantine tapes and you know, we have a few songs up there, more in the works. We're always working on stuff. It's like um it's a, it's yeah, it's an organic process, you know, that's just going on with, with um, the contours of our lives, you know, with uh, yeah, ways well, and work. and they they own him and his wife own a restaurant, yeah, Bakuro, which is and like our little place. Yeah, how doing. are they doing during the? Whew, man, it's just like it's tough. They're shut down, and you know, all their workers are on furlough, and it's just yeah this whole thing is just so, so screwed, you know, but, um, you know, each day we get a little bit closer to it ending and hopefully, yeah. um, yeah, it's been extremely tough on New York. I know. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is because it has, it's become our spot when I come out there. Like I, you know, he's yeah, so man. generous and gives us the community table and like, we just have like a big family dinner and everybody orders yeah. whatever they want. We all share and he brings out extra stuff and, you know, I just like that's that my, my family is from New York. My, my great grandparents came from Sicily and it just feels so New York to be at a big family table, like everybody yeah. sharing food, you know? Yeah, uh, the so, so loving. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, re- a really amazing place. So I, you know, I, him and I go back and forth from time to time because uh, his, uh, his, one of his best friends grew up with my wife. So we have like a other wow. family connections out here. So. That's right. Yeah. It's crazy. It gets yeah. like the world just, you know, kind of like, okay, yeah, that person knows that person. But, you know, so just uh, putting out the, the good, uh, the good, like the good energy towards them and hoping that they get through this because it really is a, a really unique spot. And, it uh, is, yeah. and, you know, the, but the, the collaboration seems to have really worked with the two of you. You two have been doing this a while now. Yeah. Yeah. It's been like 10 years and, you know, it goes through its phases of like activity, you know, sometimes it gets really busy and then sometimes it like tapers off, but it's always going, you know? So, yeah. 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 So. Well, and, and uh, 
definitely it's it's bubbles new york and you you all have um you do have a soundcloud project up um yeah that's it's bubbleswebsite.com will take you to it if you don't yep. you know so definitely another pitch here it's really really <laughs> amazing stuff. I, you know i i like i you know i i really have had it's been a total pleasure to know the two of you and watch your kind of careers grow too and and i know that uh that at times being in, you know, art-based uh, work can be really difficult. So, you know, hats off to you, especially during this and being so close together. But um, Thanks, so to, we usually, we usually wrap around now. Um, is there anything you, the, the, that either one of you is working on right now that you want to do a little, a little, a uh, little plug for? We've been making masks. <laughs> yeah, I saw them on your website. Yeah, yeah. Like basically, that's like the main thing. I feel like it's that thing where your brain is just sort of like, uh, what do I do? Yeah. And then, you know, and it's sort of this kind of easy, um, it's not easy, but it's, you know, it's sort of like, oh, I can just work, you know, and you kind of put your head down and go for it. So that's really what we've been working on. Besides, Yeah. Choosing- and it's, I mean, it's a, so, and they're, they're, the designs are very, very Christian joy designs. So if you want to like a, a lower mm-hmm price point entry into her stuff and something that's functional that's this is a really good way to do it because um, they're awesome i mean they're really oh, cute and, is there uh, a carry mask yeah i should make that that's actually a good idea <laughs> oh my god that'd be so funny um so that's that's christianjoy.us and it's spelled just as yeah. it's, it's yeah uh, it's just, it's spelled just as it sounds too. So easy peasy. Um, and then, uh, we are, uh, as a podcast donating our, uh, Patreon money to a local nonprofit called the hospitality house for the foreseeable future, uh, at least through the end of the year. Um, you know, which it's not a lot, but people do donate. And so what we're doing is just turning over whatever we make to them. They're a local nonprofit that assists people, um, generally people that are homeless in the Tenderloin, but have, uh, you know, um, mental health issues and are trying to get uh, into recovery from substance abuse or both. Um, They offer housing and as well, they do art-based and peer-based counseling, um, which are both things that I deeply support and love and um, think that, you know, music, art, um, anything you can do to get out of your head uh, and be creative is good for mental health. Um, So uh, we love what they do. And so we're, we're offering our support to them during this time. So um, yeah. yeah. So it was, I mean, it's, it was an absolute pleasure to have the two of you on. I, you know, Thanks, I, yeah. Thanks for having, having us. Great, great yeah. to I feel like this is like my my bonus to get to come connect with people that I don't get to talk to all the time during, <laughs> during the shutdown too. So, um, awesome. yeah. Sure. So thanks. Yeah. yeah thanks. Guys. Yeah, thanks so much for coming on, um, and thanks for listening, everybody. And uh, we'll see you next week.